0: Hi, everyone. Today I am joined on the episode by Marissa Joy. For those of you who have been longtime listeners to the podcast, you've probably noticed that she's stepped back and we get into all of that today. The choices she's made around her nutrition business and her new job and Being a mom. So she kind of goes into how that worked out with the podcast. And with those changes, I'm going to be continuing to bring awesome guests every week and some other exciting new changes. So in the episode, we both talk about these life changes we've had about our work, but also how we balance that with being a mom, how we can stay productive at home, especially with our kids being here as well as some other tips about focusing on what we value and just letting go of things that you think you should do that aren't serving you anymore. So it's so good. And I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the nourished and nurturing podcast where we empower the women who are supporting their families. Our goal is to educate on real food, raising little ones and becoming our best selves. Hi, everyone. I'm Michelle Tagge. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. I have a master's in data and analytics, and I've been in the wellness space for over 10 years now. I'm a mom to a three-year-old Connor and a six-month-old Ashlyn. I work part-time in insurance, and I'm writing an ebook on prepping for the postpartum period. It's called Real Foods for Real Moms, a postpartum prep guide. And I also see one-on-one coaching clients for nutrition during prenatal and postpartum and I'm joined today by Marissa. Hi. Hi. Thanks
1: for having me. I'm a former speech-language pathologist and also a functional nutritional therapy practitioner that is kind of on a hiatus right now, and I am a mom to an almost three-year-old boy who is quite spunky.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we might as well go into that. Can you talk a little bit about the hiatus. we're kind of gonna talk about a bunch of like life changes because we each have several going on right now, no spoilers but <laughs> um yeah, do you want to talk about your hiatus and what's been going on? I do, but in order to do that, I kind of have to
1: rewind about three years I guess it is now if that's okay um just to give do it. A, little, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of context here so um Yeah. Three years ago, I was very pregnant with my son and I had won a scholarship through the Nutritional Therapy Association. And this is something I'd wanted to do for years. Um, The timing was crazy, but you know, in my head, I could take on anything. So I did that. Um, Looking back now, I realized that I was just so desperately trying to hang on to my own identity. I didn't want to completely lose myself as a mother. So that was... Just yeah, I think I started that just a couple of weeks before my son was born, so it was just crazy. Um, we did a lot of traveling with him to go to these workshops and things like that, and I just kept plowing forward because um, you know it just. I thought I had all these ideas in my head, I guess, about like what could be, but I never one time, not one time, to, and this is like a theme throughout my life. I've discovered through loads and loads of therapy lately. Um, did I ever really ask myself? what I wanted, big picture. Like, does this feel good right now? Is this going to feel good, you know, a year or two from now? And of course, you can't really know that exactly. Um, but I never even considered that. I just kept plowing forward. So I regret 0% of that. I This program changed my life. I've met some of my best friends through this. I would, I'd do it all over again. It, the craziness and all, in a second, I'd do it all over again. Um, but I think... And I had this realization recently, I know, Michelle, you and I talked about it, where I just like, there was just a wall, I guess. And I just, I couldn't go over it. And I didn't even want to anymore. And I hated to be the person that just like quit things. You know, I, that was me labeling that situation in my head, of course. But I just thought that I could be a great mom and, you know, build this business and have all these moving pieces together. And I can. But it's not just for me right now. And I think that's really important because um, I don't know. I see a lot of times people saying, you can have it all, blah, blah, blah. And you can, you totally can, but it just like, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I wanted at all. Um, just with the situation my husband and I were in, you know, we had a lot of really intense, really unexpected expenses pop up since we bought this house two years ago, but especially this summer. It's just been nuts. So I needed something that was a little more consistent. Um, and I didn't want to look like a failure, you know, so I kept trying to do these things and it just wasn't working. And I just came to the realization that this is, it's for me. It's not that this is something that I never want to do anymore. It's just not for me right now. Um, and yeah, it's just, I've, I'm just in this place now where I am completely focused on my son. I totally respect the hustle. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I just, I'm not cut out for that at this stage of my life. Um yeah, I'm like when I'm with my son, I'm just fully present now. I'm not thinking about, oh, I should be writing this post or I should be doing x, y, z, or oh my gosh, I have to be recording this. You know what I mean? It's just like for me personally, right now, it just feels so much better to just step away from it all like, i have I feel like I'm seeing in color for the first time, you know, I'm breathing fresh air for the first time in a long time, and i've I just am in a place where I'm happy with myself, I'm happy with my decisions, and I'm just completely at ease with how um. Where life is, I guess it's kind of the long version of that.
0: <laughs> no, that was awesome like i I took some notes because I'm like, you hit on a lot of things I want to hit on with this because like while we're going in different directions, I feel like I'm like hitting on a lot of the same themes like what do I want big picture, values, priorities, like rethinking all of it. and so we're like, we're maybe going in opposite directions with the nutrition stuff, but I think like moving towards that, like future, like we're both in the same place in that way. Um, and then what you were saying about like, well, yeah, stepping back from this, I meant to tell everybody like, Hey, Marissa's, uh, <laughs> you know, you might not see her as much on the podcast anymore, but we weren't sure how often you'd come on. Um, but yeah, I, I miss talking to you, but I do too. Uh, <laughs> Consider this (laughs) the update to everyone that uh, the the podcast has changed since Marissa and I were fully doing it together, but (laughs) Um, you're doing great. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's like there's a lot of things in the work and I literally just uh, stopped my full time job a few days ago. So congratulations! It's like, I'm still, thank you. still getting into this new place where I'm like, okay, new podcast start. Like, I, like all the things you said, like I should be posting on Instagram. I should be. And it is constant when you're trying to build your own business. Like there, you're, you always could be doing more. You always see other people doing things that like, oh, I should be doing that too. And it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not easy. Right, right. And especially at the beginning, right, where you're trying
1: to build that foundation, it's like, you have to be wearing all the hats, you have to be juggling all the balls. Because if you're not, nobody else is there doing it for you. And yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: Yeah. And for me, I've never not had the hustle. And even all of this, like having a 20 hour a week job and then trying to build a nutrition business for like the other 20 hours a week and having two kids, like for me, I'm actually hoping this will be a little bit of a break from like last year where I was working full time and pregnant and had a kid and I was finished my master's degree and I was in nutrition school. Like, <laughs> right.
1: <I know. laughs> it's no, like
0: that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's like I'm slowly trying to reel that back, but I don't even know how. Like I've mm-hmm. I've been kind of addicted to this hustle and in this place for a long time. So it's like right. um I, I hear you describing that and I'm like, wow, I wonder what what that's like to be able to be fully present and And we do have our own.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it feels really good. And it's, you know, you and I are in different situations with like childcare and things like that. We're out here. It's just the two of us. So I feel like I didn't have the bandwidth to dedicate time to try to build this thing. We just don't have any. There's no hands out here. And with my husband being home now working, he's a professor and he's home because of COVID. um, Yeah, it it was just too much for me. Way too much for me.
0: Yeah. So, and you also started a part-time job, but it sounds like you're able to kind of leave that when you are away from it. Is that? Yeah.
1: And it's, you know, I'm finding my own boundaries with that too, because it's all on, obviously it's all online and um, they just rebranded. So there's like a lot of the uh, initial conversations are happening in Facebook messenger actually. So like you feel like there's always something to respond to, so I'm just trying to navigate that. You know, before I'm used to working nine to fives my whole life, where you can just leave, leave the building and that's fine. Um, so it's a little bit different for me, but I think I've really found my groove. But yeah, it's part time, um, and I'm just I love it. I love everything about it. <laughs> so that helps.
0: Well, I'd actually love to dig into this a little bit because I like, like I said, I started my part time job two days ago, and I'm already seeing it bleed into like I told myself, like, I'm going to set clear boundaries. And like, uh, that's hard when everything's online. And this is something my husband will constantly give me flack about. But like, I use my work lock, laptop for everything. Mm. So it's like, so easy to just like, check that one message. And the fact that I'm hourly now, it it makes it weird with like, I clock in and then I do something personal, but then I do something for work and I'm not clocked in like it. I'm, I'm like literally right in the middle of trying to figure this out. Like, how do I want to structure things? And I'll give you like my, like my initial thought and just how I've been dealing with this. Um, my thought was I would do four mornings a week. So like four hours in the morning, because personally I like having the freedom for the rest of the day. Like, like, where that feeling of putting it down and like, okay, I don't have to check. You know, I didn't put alerts on my email on my phone, which I normally had, where I would see it come in. or and I'm like, no, this is my time. I'm not a salaried employee. But it's it's actually really hard to make that shift mentally. So that's what I thought is I'd like to be done with it for the day when I clock out rather than, do my nutrition work in the morning and kind of have that in my head like oh I probably have to start working soon.
1: Um, it's like eating
0: that frog, getting the big
1: ugly stuff out of the way first and then
0: having Well, them. yeah, but then I think about it and I'm like, well, the nutrition thing, like I want to give that my best energy because it's it's hard and so I am giving that like first thing in the morning like getting the stuff done I'm giving that to my part-time job which I feel like oh is that really where I want is that really where I want the dedicated energy or do I want it like this part-time job is kind of supposed to be a bridge to giving this business a real try so I I'm honestly kind of worried that like okay, I'm part time, like as is more just like childcare and cleaning and stuff going to creep into my responsibility. And I actually still won't have space for that nutrition business. Oh, I so, see. yeah. Yeah, no, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like, any of that, like creating boundaries or some of that, like, you know, bleeding, bleeding one thing into the other. How do you? I mean, I think you always had your um, son at home, when you were trying to do the nutrition work. But yeah, do you have any thoughts on any of that? No, I, I see what you mean. And yeah, you kind of want to
1: give your best energy to what is, I'll say the most important, but you know, not that work's not important, but <laughs> I know your goals. So that's way more important. Um, I For me, so I have, this is going to sound really silly and obvious, but I have this entirely separate, I use Google Chrome and I have an entirely separate window that's just work tabs email, like all of that just set up on there. And I have that minimized until I decide I'm ready to look at it. And in my situation, I do um, these orientation calls with clients. So they're kind of at different times of the day. They're times that I have chosen, which is super helpful. Um, So it's not like I have set hours every single day. So that can be a little bit you know of a challenge if you know my son doesn't nap or if it's you know right before dinner and my my husband has a surprise meeting or something like that just to be completely transparent we have been using the television a lot more than i ever thought i would as a parent but hey here we are you know whatever um but yeah i'm i'm with you i do my best work in the morning so i i don't really sleep very well right now. Um, so I'm up pretty early and I just kind of like go through my emails, go through my messages, just catch up on everything. And then at the end of the day, I try to do a wrap up and that's just been working really well for me. And then of course, like when I have my meetings and things like that, that fits in, in the meat of the the, day.
0: Is the wrap up like planning for the next day or like making sure you didn't forget anything? Like it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I just
1: I go back through again like kind of like what I did in the morning and just if someone needs something immediate, I I kind of decide, okay, is this a right away question or can this wait till the morning? So I just yeah, I kind of have a list going of what I need to tackle in the morning and then just kind of clean up my mailbox and things like that
0: in the evening. I hate waking yeah. up to a bunch of junk. <laughs> it's just No. And it's, it's like, honestly, that's part of one of the things that feels great about starting a new job is like, I have a clean inbox and I get to Mm -hmm. make my new folders and like, I'm going to know where everything is and I'm going to be so on top of this. And it's like, like, yeah, I hope that lasts. But, um, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like me personally, I'm always striving for. And I think I've mentioned on this podcast that I've been diagnosed with ADD. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings about like whether or not I have this disease, quote unquote, or not, but I definitely know I have issues with some executive functioning and I have like had to find ways to cope with that. Like really be diligent about like the like the end of the day wrap up like you're talking about where you're putting these decisions on a time when you're you're not stressed, you're not um you know, when, when you're less mindful during the day, it's easy to kind of just do things without thinking about your priorities. Mm -hmm. So I I guess I'm talking specifically to my, my, I don't know, my job job, like, (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how to differentiate them. But yeah, I think that whole like, Let me write down what I'm going to do tomorrow and put this aside, like make sure I haven't missed anything so that you're not thinking about it two hours after you clocked out and you're like, oh, I forgot to do that. Now let me log back on like and letting it bleed in. Yeah. So I love that. I totally
1: found myself doing that at the beginning too when I was like, okay,
0: there's all these people and they all need something and I don't,
1: it was absolutely bleeding in. So, you know, it's trial and error and it takes a little bit of finesse. On your end, once you figure out what works for you, which it sounds like you kind of know, which is awesome. But yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is not a career tips podcast or anything like that. But (laughs) there is like the aspect of if you sit down to your desk and you're not mindful of what you're trying to accomplish. You tend to go to email, <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. it's just an easy place for your mind to just like, oh, I'm being productive, like I'm I'm reading these emails and responding to these emails, and then you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh, I didn't make any progress on my project, and I think this is going to go for the nutrition work too, just being really aware of your priorities and work, like your calendar should reflect your priorities, so. For me, like taking the 20,000 foot view where I have two jobs, and even within that nutrition job, I have running a podcast, writing an ebook, like, uh, you know, the beauty counter and the scout and seller stuff, which is a much smaller piece, and then the the one on one clients. So it's like, like all these little things, but like big picture, am I am I getting done what I want to get done? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that was,
1: you know, something I bumped into when I didn't have a clear picture when I was trying to do all the things at one time, too. I'm very much a pen and paper person. Like, I love my planner. I have to write everything down. You know, I can only do so much digitally. That's just what works for me. So...
0: I'm actually a paper person too. And I like finally started putting some stuff on a digital calendar. Cause my husband's been asking me to do that for two oh years. He's like, no, I don't know where that scrap of paper you gave me is like, <laughs> but it's so much easier. Well, <laughs> no, I remember it better. If right. I write it down, if I have a calendar, I'm like, well, I know it was on the middle of the week. There was something on the bottom. So I know I have something that evening. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, I think this idea of like, wrapping up the end of the day, or for me, just the end of the work day. like, if I want to be done at noon, like, let me let me put what's going to the next day and finish anything that I need to finish so that I can focus on my nutrition work. Um, but there's also this idea of like, decision fatigue, where if you sit down, not knowing what you're going to do first thing in the morning and you're like constantly trying to figure out like, Oh, I'm not getting much done. I need to, I need to be doing something. Then by the time I get to my nutrition work, it's kind of just like my brain needs to relax a little bit. (laughs) I
1: can totally relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's like, how do I, how do I do this part-time job without letting it zap me of, you know, like any creative potential. Mm -hmm. But something I liked, so Monday, like I said, was my first day of this job. And I worked a little bit in the morning, I think I clocked out by like 1130. (laughs) Um, So it was a short day. And but then I like, new already, I'm going to use the afternoon to cook. And that's always something that I need a good chunk of time to do if I'm developing recipes, because you don't want to make one thing and mess up your whole kitchen and then have to clean and then take the photo of the thing. So it's like, yeah, you want to be making several (laughs) recipes. (laughs) So yeah, then it's like, it's making sure you have all the ingredients and then getting set up like, um, so that felt really, really good. And I worked out in the middle of the day and then did the cooking and it felt like, okay, yes, I'm like making progress in all the different areas. But um, I could easily see my mind getting lazy and just like letting it all flow into each other and then not not really making a lot of progress in either. Totally. No, I I get it. I get it.
1: And it's been it's been like multifaceted for me. Where yeah, obviously I've had to figure this out on my own. But honestly, I don't think I would be. So just the past few months, I've been having like really intensive therapy, and I know I mentioned this like way back when on the podcast. But it's not just like I don't know. It's kind of trickled down into every aspect of my life where I've worked through so much of this heavy stuff. Where I feel like I have this clarity to like. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. It's just, it's like really impacted every part of my life. Where like I feel like I have the bandwidth now because I'm not thinking of X, Y, Z. I'm not worrying about all this stuff. I've kind of like taken that load off of myself where I can now focus on, okay, so here's what I'm doing in the morning. Then I have my whole day with my son. And then here's how I'm wrapping up in the evening. And I, I, that's not for everybody, but it's been really helpful for me.
0: <laughs> no, that's amazing. Because it sounds like you you just, by letting go of the things that you don't want to make important, like you've made this decision that I'm going to let go of this. And it doesn't need to take up space in my mind. So it's like, if you have like all these things in your mind all the time, and you haven't decided what's important and what isn't, then it's all constantly stressing you out.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, stuff comes up in every single session that I'm not even I don't even think about, you know, cognitively, it's clearly there subconsciously. And it's just crazy how much that weighs on you every single day. So I don't know, it's been a game changer for just everything.
0: Well, and I feel like this is something I need to do. So I've been in therapy, but much um, lazier than you have, like, (laughs) I haven't gone that many times, but I really like her. And then we kind of diverted and I did this Assessment with my husband, and then she went over it for several sessions. Like, um, it's like a relationship checkup, which oh, cool. I think was really valuable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like the Gottman Institute. It was like, it took us each an hour and a half to like fill out this assessment, but it, it was really good. And Um, But again, that like diverted away from my individual therapy, because we used my therapist to do this. And it was like, anyway, Mm, mm. uh, this is something I'm totally trying to do is like, because um, something about me is I am critical. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like, openly talk. I don't know. I can just say it, right? It doesn't have to make me a horrible person. Absolutely not. No. So it, yeah, it's like, I'm critical of myself. I'm critical of people that work for me. I'm critical of my husband and it's not, it doesn't come from a bad place. And it's, it's interesting. Cause like my, um, somebody that uh, worked for me, like we kind of had this, like, you know, goodbye thing or whatever when I quit and she's like, you know, I didn't really think we were going to get along at all at first, but like once I realized you had my best interests, in mind, you really helped me grow. And I'm like, that's like, that's like, great. Like you see me like, I'm not just this, this person that like nitpicks on things, but I, I am. So this is something that I'm dealing with. Like I'm a critical person and but i don't want to bring that to my home all the time with every little thing so it's like i think it's fair to be critical on things that are really important or that like a small deviation will make a big difference like uh it's very important to me that we don't leave our child outside by himself ever like right <laughs> you know like right. it, it's something that i'm going to be critical of if that comes up but like If we put the dishes away in the wrong cabinet, like, is that something that I can deal with without having to like, uh, it's, and it's not even like it always turns into a fight. It's just like, I'm always just like, why is this here? You know, like, um, that kind of thing. So anyway, that was a long way of saying, this is something I'm really working on. And I'd love to hear like how you went through that process of deciding what, what are the important things.
1: Um, well, I guess I mean I'm gonna keep repeating myself with therapy, <laughs> but have to have that clarity because everything felt so important. It felt so important to be on Instagram. It felt so important to make a nice looking website, it felt so important to be present with my son. But then because I was like making everything so important, nothing was important. And I just couldn't like me as I know my personality, I just like shut down. I mean, I just walk away from everything, you know, like, okay, well, I've screwed up this day. I guess I'm just going to, you know, sit here on the couch and be sad, be depressed, whatever. Um so yes, that gave me that clarity, but then I had I mean, I know I said this at the beginning, but I for the first time had to actually ask myself what is important to me because <laughs> I spent my whole life pleasing other people. I've done what I thought my mom wanted me to do. I've done what I thought friends wanted me to do. You know, I've just I've just never really thought about myself. So having that conversation with myself was important. Um, And then as far as, you know, I guess that's more like big picture life stuff, but as far as work goes, um, I don't really know. I guess, I mean, we kind of have a system where things are prioritized so that, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but is that kind of what you were asking? I feel like I didn't answer your question at all.
0: Well, I don't know. Like the whole like twenty thousand foot view of your life. Like, how did you? How did you go through that sorting of like, no, the nutrition stuff isn't what's most important to me right no, now. No, and no, I mean, that's even like a big category. Like, it it, it can get so uh, more granular. Like, okay, for me, the nutrition business is important, and the book is important, but Instagram isn't. Or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Can you? I know you're going to say therapy again. <laughs> no, I won't.
1: I promise. Everybody knows. What <laughs> I'm team therapy. Um, okay. So I think, first of all, I had to just shut out all the extra noise with like, for me, it was social media, right? Like everybody has an opinion. Everybody has their own thing, what you should be doing, how to how to grow your business XYZ ways. You know, I I followed way too many of those people and I had to completely shut that out because it did make everything feel like, oh my God, I have to be doing this. I'm this person's doing this kind of like what you were saying earlier, the comparison trap. Um, So I had to just, what worked for me was cold Turkey, just like a week or two completely off of social media. Goodbye. It just was off my phone. I wasn't on there. Um, And then I kind of just noticed, okay, so I thought about what do we as a family need? we needed a little bit extra income. Okay. This part-time thing just kind of came out of nowhere and it could not have been more perfect for me. So that really was a serendipitous thing that worked out in my favor. And it just, it's using some of my nutrition. I would not have had this job had I not gone through the NTA. I just, I wouldn't have. Um, So it's using a little bit of everything that I'm good at, right? Like this is, I'm good at it. I'm very good at it. And that's the first time in my life and in my career I can actually say, okay, I'm good at something and I'm happy and I love it. And once I figured that out, I was like, okay, so clearly I'm going to be doing this and this feels good. We have the income, right? Checks that box, checks a couple boxes actually. So what else is important to me? Well, I didn't feel comfortable at the time with, um, childcare in the home, like someone that we didn't know because of the pandemic and everything like that. Um, just my own personal, where I was at the beginning of this. So time with my son was, that's all I, that's all I care about. Like my family is, and I'm sure this is for everybody too, but that's my number one priority. And, um, we were just stretched really, really thin in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I, I knew that wasn't working, so that had to change. So that mattered, that mattered. And then I was trying to fit in this big, and you're right, this nutrition thing is a big thing. So kind of like, I felt like I had to have a program in the works in order to quote, be successful. Um, I thought I had to be posting on Instagram. So kind of like, yeah, I just, it just didn't feel good. It's, it's so, it's so hard though, because like I said, I don't regret any of it. And I, this is, a big piece of who I am now, and it's not something I'm ever willing to let go of. Um, I just kind of got to this place where I accepted that it was wonderful for my family. It gave my son a very solid start, in my opinion, of like dietary things, and you know, it changed our health around. Um, but it wasn't something that I had to monetize right now. And I think once I admitted that to myself, it took honestly, it took a couple days for me to just kind of like ping pong this back and forth in my head because I'm like, oh, well you're a failure because you didn't complete this or, Oh, well you didn't actually like, did you actually try? You know, it's just kind of this internal battle of, um, just negative self-talk and beating myself up. And once I was able to see, okay, like it doesn't make me a failure. First of all, if I walked away from it completely, it wouldn't, but just admitting that it's not for me right now. That's okay. You know, I mean, my son is only going to be this age for so long. Our, you know, we're growing our family and that's only going to be such a It's a small snapshot in the grand scheme of things. And once I got comfortable, like once I really, really admitted to myself, okay, this isn't working, this isn't what I want, I could just let it go. And it was the easiest decision in the world. Um, There's a lot of stuff that I miss, Like, I feel like I'm not as plugged into certain communities that I really felt like helped me. But honestly, it was just a lot of noise that wasn't working for me. Right now in this season. And I think just knowing that it's right now doesn't mean it's forever really helped me too, because what I learned isn't going anywhere. You know, I'm always going to have that knowledge. I'm always going to have these resources available to me for continuing education or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of hard conversations with myself and my husband, but really good.
0: Yeah, I have to say, you sound amazing. Like, this is the (laughs) most confident I've heard you speak probably ever, which. I'm 32. And I was like, this is the most confident I have felt in my
1: 32 years of life. So,
0: Yeah, it yeah. shows. And I just Thanks. love because I'm dealing with a lot of this stuff. And I'm not there. And that like, you were talking about tuning out the extra noise. And that's something where we just talked about like being in the hustle of it. It's kind of impossible to do. And it makes it just made me think of like, I've done like multi-day silent meditation retreats before, and it was interesting because like the the first day you're there and you're meditating, you have all these little thoughts. Like they're just popping up all the time, all the time, all the time. And that's normal when you're meditating, uh, especially if you're not doing it all the time. And then like I remember day two or day three, a lot of those little things quieted down, but big fears or, like, big thoughts would bubble up, mm. which is not something I expected, but it was something that was, like, really interesting to, like, gain that that insight of, like, once all these little things can quiet, like, what's, what's underneath that? Because it's something that I feel like you can't access very easily. You can't. Um, I mean, we have these, like,
1: built-in defense mechanisms that we don't even recognize. And a lot of that little – the little things, like the little chatter – is a distraction from like the really big, scary stuff. Yeah, you're totally right. I love that because it, that's what it took for me to kind of face the big, scary stuff was quieting that little chatter.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And cause my husband and I, we've talked about this, like we do these check-ins as well, like very intentfully, like trying to decide what's important to us and like health and family are always at the top of the list And then there's some other things, but like, we've, we will make these goals about like, okay, health is really important. We want to be cooking more. We want to be exercising more. We want to, and like, these are all pretty big things in addition to, like I said, all the things like work and school and building a business and having two children and like breastfeeding, like, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah, that, that's worth its its own mention (laughs) (laughs) right there. Yeah. So um, it's like we we do set this priority, but it's hard to really get to the point of how do we make sure that our calendar reflects this priority? This is something I like wrote down before we got on the call, like determine your values, set your priorities and reflect it in your calendar. And this is something I'm always trying to do. But it's just like, okay, then what's going to give if we're going to start working out who's going to watch the kids and like, so it'll like work for a little bit, but it's really hard with so much going on to like, keep focus on these things. It's it's almost like, like, well, I mean, it is like this where what you say your priority is like, really isn't if you look at your actions, you know what oh, I mean? Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like aligning that like, you know, my marriage is important, but am I giving my husband my best attention? Or is he getting what's left at the end of the day, after we put the kids to bed and like worked and like got up too early and woke up in the middle of the night? Like, like, is he a focus? Or is he what's left over? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if I want to make it a focus? Um, Where? Like, do we have lunch together? Or like, you know, like, I I think this whole like fitting it in earlier in the day thing really does help because you kind of get to this exhausted point. Um, So I don't know, I just I love, I love hearing you say that. And I think it's just like, I I think I personally and my family is going to have to start peeling, peeling things back a little bit like to, you probably can't do that when you're overwhelmed. No, no, I would say definitely not. (laughs) Got to zoom out a little bit, but yeah,
1: and you know, there's things with us like you're talking about exercise. There's my husband and I are not doing much of that right now, so there's things that are definitely it's not where we want it to be, but we're getting there. (laughs) It's a work in progress. Yeah,
0: even something like that, and and this kind of goes back to the decision fatigue too. Like I wanted to do two Pilates workouts a week and then one just like workout by myself. Um, This is kind of like, when I was ready to exercise postpartum was really about the same time everything opened up. Um, So like the Pilates thing, I sign up for my classes, I show up. And then when I leave the workout is done, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, versus like, the gym, it's like, there's no set time. And it's like, yeah, I should definitely do that. And so what's happened is I've done the Pilates twice a week, every week, and I haven't gone to the gym once. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's just one of those things where if it's important, but you don't want it to take your mental space, there are ways to like, fit that in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of all uh, it's, yeah, it's all really interesting, like trying to make sure you have space to focus on what's important. And yeah, I I mean, it's, it's like, for us, I went to this part time job. And really, it's not like the last few weeks of my job were the most challenging ever. But I still was very much like, I want to leave things in a good place. And I had a list in my head. So it's like, I was still working a lot until the last day and people were kind of surprised. So as soon as I peeled back a little bit and started this part-time job. And granted it hasn't even been a week, but my husband's work has really been ramping up, Um, which is not really something. I I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, like he's been on site every day for like three weeks now. And these are days where he has to leave before 7. AM and Connor just started school two weeks ago. So Scott has never taken him to school in the mornings. Um, So it's just an interesting time where like our careers were in really similar places and I'm deciding I want to change directions and he wants to ramp his up. Mm -hmm. So I I guess I just, I don't know when this overwhelm will alleviate (laughs) itself. I I
1: wish I could give you a timeframe. frame. (laughs) yeah I really do that's a lot I mean that's a
0: lot to juggle between you yeah and I think even with the baby like we're in such a sweet spot right now with like you can set her down on the floor and she can play with her toys and you can do something else but like that's not going to be around that long (laughs) right yeah I know that goes way too fast I know, but it's, it's like, she is just the most wonderful thing in the world right now. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of other things like unexpected with quitting my job that I didn't expect to like, um, I'm like, I want to treat this as a part-time job, like not, not give it all of my energy. You know, this is supposed to be a way to just make some money while I'm doing my other business. But then there's things that are like, like tugging at me a little bit, like my title, (laughs) like, yes, I went to a much lower title. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I like being at this title. Like, I don't I don't get to like, I don't know, like, it makes me feel less important. Um, I get that.
1: And there's, you know, there's something to be said about that. But would you be happier with this title and more freedom and doing what you want or with your other title? And, you know, semi crazy with full time work and all this other stuff.
0: No, that's exactly it. It's kind of like letting go of these ideas you have that you never let you never gave them permission to like sink in. Like totally like who says that you're more successful by climbing the corporate ladder like somewhere that got ingrained in me. And I'm trying to say, actually, that's not what I want a successful life to look like for me. I don't want to live in this overwhelm. And that's something that's really romanticized in this society, like where you're just, um, I do this, this and this. I'm busier than you are. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, whatever. Um, Exactly. And it's like, I, I want to reject that but I've been living it my whole life. So how, how do I do that? I know, you know, it's so funny that you bring this up. My husband and I talk about this all the time
1: because here I'm going to bring up my in-laws again, (laughs) but (laughs) 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 this is for you. Um, They both were public educators and they worked one job their entire careers. And that's the only way that you could be successful. Like my mother-in-law had my brother-in-law and went right back to work. And that's like fine. You know, that was her decision. That's totally cool. Whatever you have to do for yourself and your family, I'm not knocking that. However, that got passed down to her children and to like, you know, I mean these are the people that had a conversation with me when I was really mold sick and just like losing my mind that I needed, quote needed to get a job to think about the future and take care of my family. You know what I mean? Like it is so not the only way to major success. And these people like, are they happy now? Do they regret missing out on things with their kids? You know, like their sporting events and this and that, like I said, everybody's doing what they have to do, but I think about those things and that's what's important to me. Not like, former speech language pathologist Marissa, who's not using her master's degree, you know, it's hard. It's hard. I could totally relate to what you said because, you know, you you are taught these things and like, oh, congrats, you got your master's, you're so successful, blah, blah, blah. But I'm miserable, you know, I'm miserable. So what's that to say? And at the end of my life, am I going to look back and say, I'm so glad that I worked that job for 35 years and I got that pension? Or am I going to say, I'm glad I didn't miss a moment with my kiddo. I'm glad I didn't miss, you know, X, Y, Z. That's just, it's a hard way to look at things though, because it's not what we're taught. And this society as a whole, like you said, is just rampant with that mentality.
0: Yeah. And I'm still really uncomfortable with it. So obviously I just made this decision that I was not happy and I don't think I have regrets, but I'm really still navigating it. So like some of the conversations with my husband, I'm kind of asking him like, well, what do you expect of me now? Like I'm, I'm bringing in, you know, my income is cut in half. So I feel like I'm less valuable to my family because apparently, again, somewhere along the line, I've set value equal to money, even though we're not like we're not stuff people. Mm -hmm. So we're saving money. We're living below our means, like, I, I think I can still um, we haven't even combined finances, my husband and I so I'm like, have this in my head of like, I still need to like not dip into my savings and like make enough money to support what I'm spending. And I spent like I pay for Connor's school and I pay for a lot of the kids stuff. So like what I make has to support all of this. And like, that's ridiculous. Totally. But it's so set in my head that like, like, I couldn't have made this move to like, not even be able to support myself. And um, so we're having these discussions around like, well, again, all initiated by me that, okay, what do I need to do in terms of childcare now, like it was 5050, but now is it going to like 70-30 me and like, what about housework? Or what about And then my husband kind of stopped me in all of this. He's like, I don't expect anything of you out of this. Like we're, you know, we're going down this path and we're going to figure it out as we go. And he's, and he said the words, like, I don't think any less of you. And that was kind of like, I don't know, shocking to me. (laughs) Yeah, no,
1: I completely understand. It took me years to be okay with that very same thing because I'm like, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom now, just a stay-at-home mom. You know what I mean? It is hard. It is hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. It really is. Um, So yeah, I can relate to that. And I'm sure that's what you needed to hear in that moment
0: from him. No, it was. And I I want to like have him keep telling me that, you know, like, (laughs) um, because I'm not totally sure I believe it. Like how, how could I not be less valuable? Like, um, but even like you were saying, like this pressure to monetize your nutrition business, like it was something you were interested in. Like you and I loved doing this podcast and just talking about nutrition stuff, but I, had this need to like, I want to grow it, I want to be a business. And I still want that I still deeply want that. But this idea that I need to monetize it right away for it to be successful, isn't necessarily true. Um, And Scott was even saying, like, in relation to this podcast, um, like, well, if it's a hobby, it's a cheap hobby, you love it, like, you know why not? <laughs> like totally. I would question myself for doing this. Like, are we are we adding enough value with the number of people we're reaching? And like, I've gotten great great feedback about the podcast, but it it was a thing where I'm just like, I don't know if this is enough. And he's like, you don't have to you don't have to hit any metric.
1: That's <laughs> um, yeah, and you know that's kind of how I felt too, um, and. I don't know, like I'm at a point right now where I'm giving more of myself than I ever have before, just like with work and all of that. But I have, I don't know, I feel like when you, in relation to the podcast or your business or whatever you want to say, when you give, you just give because you want to give because you have a lot to give or you have something. We don't have a lot, right? Like the bandwidth can be very small some days as a mother. Um, I think you see so much more of a return Maybe not financially, but like people can feel that. They can totally feel that when you're giving and not asking or not expecting, even if you're not saying that I'm expecting. You know what I mean? That's what I found, at least. When you're just doing it because you love it and you're happy, then it's just so much better for everybody.
0: Yeah, because that's something where I think people sometimes see the price tag on like one-on-one consulting and it looks like a lot like, oh, you're making this much per hour. And it's like, no, there's a lot of work that goes into Oh yeah. prepping for that and then sending follow-ups. Like it's not, if you have a one-hour consult, it's not one hour of time. Oh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> no, um, no. So it is, it's like, you know, it, it's just... Yeah, kind of trying to take this pressure off of myself. And you're really inspirational to me right now in terms of like, like, try to step back and then just maybe see where things land a little bit like you're going to end up, instead of like working on the things that you put on your list, like working on what you're drawn to. Like I hope I'm not drawn to Netflix for that twenty hours a week, but
1: (laughs) you won't be. You won't be because I was kind of in the same I was in the same place. And don't get me wrong, I did binge like the hills and I should not have done (laughs) that. Oh my God. Amazing choice. I went there. But you just like at least I just got bored with it. It's like, okay, I don't want to sit here and just watch this stupid show. I mean, sometimes you you need a little bit of a mind break, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I think I think that you are passionate enough about the projects that you have going and these things that you have in your head and in your heart that, I don't know, I don't see it falling apart for you, because, like for lack of you not wanting to do it or just like giving up. That's just my opinion. I'm not in your head, but
0: that's just what I see. Yeah. I even think like taking that away from it though, like like, allowing myself to do the pieces that I want to do, like, I, I've i found out that I really love recipe development. And that's something that I'm kind awesome. of surprised at. But yeah. it, like, I'm like, so jazzed about it. Like, um, and especially like, because we're, we're doing the book for postpartum. So it's like all these things with bone broth or smoothies with collagen or like, like, so like, like creating things that serve a specific purpose. And I'm just like, these things are so good. And then I'm like, well, I could repackage this like for somebody who's had surgery and then, you know, like you'd need yeah. the same kind of tissue repair nutrients. And so it's like, rather than like we were saying earlier, like comparing and like, well, somebody else is on Instagram this many times per day and they're doing their business this way. And so it's like, Like, can I allow myself to follow, I don't know, like follow my heart versus follow my list? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think that's where you'll just have to take a little bit of time and just tune in. And I love that you love recipe testing because if I had to make a recipe for someone and write it down, I would throw things around my kitchen and it would just cause me so much anxiety. So we need people like you. (laughs) Follow that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Just do what makes you happy. That's my that's my biggest takeaway. Just find out what that is and take out all the shoulds and the woods and the coulds.
0: You could do anything you want, you know, in, in any yeah. capacity. doesn't mean you have to. I mean, I think when it comes down to it, I'm scared. <laughs> I get that. That's um, a lot of really big changes you've made. Here, well, um, I mean, just with like, I'm scared of, of letting the list go and seeing what happens. Like, what if I fail? What if I don't measure up to some expectation that I'm not even aware that I have? It's, it's this, I think it's this control thing. That's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really scary to just like, see where it lands. But it's also on the same side. It's like, I know that's what I have to do to kind of break past Like I'm, I'm taking steps, but I do feel like there's kind of this barrier up to me getting to this place where I'm like, you know, living the life I want to live or this thing, this idea that I have. And I think that's it. Is this like, you have to let go of control a little bit and see where you land. Yeah. I think that's where the magic can be. Yeah. So maybe I need more therapy.
1: (laughs) I was going to say that again, but I didn't. So (laughs) (laughs) number one takeaway, Marissa loves therapy. <laughs> you were going twice a week too, right? I was going twice a week and then we bumped it down to once a week. And now I'm at every other week. Cause I'm just like, I'm just in such a good place. And it's just so crazy. That like the things that used to bog me down for literal days at a time. I was telling my therapist on Monday, I think I saw her. Yeah. Monday. Um, that I can like these, these thoughts pop up and I could recognize them and I can feel them and I can just let them go. It's, It's not like dismissing everything that comes into your head. You know, it's not like, oh, you don't need to be thinking this way or, oh, you should have worked on that already. It's just like, okay, this is a thing. It's here. Hello.
0: How are you? I'm not dealing with you right now (laughs) and it's fine. So yeah. And it sounds like what you're describing is kind of like meditation where you're just like, you know, something comes in and it's like, you are not your thoughts. Like, I don't have to identify with this thing that came into my head. Um, But like, can you talk practically about what about therapy? I don't know, like, how did it help you? How did you get there?
1: Well, I think first of all, I was really, really lucky to find someone that just we just clicked right off the bat. And I know that can be a really big challenge because it's kind of like blind dating, you know? So that can be a hang up for, it was for me for a long time. Um, but after I found her, I just worked. And her form of therapy, I think if you had to give it a label, would be cognitive behavioral therapy, it was CBT. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just like, we started with what, what the problem was presenting as, which was my health anxiety. And we were able to like kind of work through that, like recognize she said, okay, this is here for a reason. Let's figure out the reason. So we did. And it was just like a lot of digging into a lot of really ugly stuff that I just like, I don't know. It was just sorting through all these like messes in your brain of your past and like um, patterns that you've been in your whole life, you know, with like your family or thought processes and things like that. So it was really just like picking all of that apart and just being like, okay, well, Why? Why? How come this is like this? Why won't this go away? Just a lot of like, really, it sounds really simple, just like asking these really simple questions, but it really makes you dive deeper into yourself and just kind of unravel this crazy, huge, giant ball of yarn that's been in your brain for, in my case, 32 years, you know? Um, So it was, it felt like a lot of talking. I don't know. Sometimes I was like, did we even make any progress? But clearly it just... I mean, I know therapy is talking. I don't mean to (laughs) sound like duh, Um, but she gave me a lot of practical, like at first it was worksheets, like writing out mood journals and thought records and things like that. And that helped, but I honestly don't do that consistently. And I've been able to um, work through quite a lot.
0: I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) No, I did CBT therapy, like when I was in college and this is when I had serious, mental health issues. So it looked very different. Like it was, it was a lot around like basic functioning, like get out of bed and mm-hmm. <laughs> type of stuff. But I did, that was the most helpful I've ever found therapy. Like I still remember her. I've looked her up several times over the years to be like, maybe I could see her again. Yeah. Um, and my therapist right now, I do, I am really clicking with her, but I struggle when I don't see, the practical side of like, what are we working on? And how are we going to get there? Like, I want to know that before we do it, which, again, control. But um, her method seems to be more like, um, she does these things with like, like physical cues. So if you're talking about something stressful, and she sees you like tense your shoulders or look down or like, uh, do things like that, and then she'll recognize ways that you comfort yourself physically. So, like, I remember when I was when we were like in the office, and I was pregnant. I would like rub my belly, and like, so that was like a comforting thing. So it was like, like when you are in these situations that are uncomfortable, it's like noticing what your body does and do the comforting thing rather than the stress thing, and you're able to kind of rewire your patterns. Uh, Um, which I, I will say I have not gotten into this very much. Like we had maybe one session where we talked about this more and then like one session where we touched on it. So it, 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 this is something very much more difficult to do, um, on zoom or whatever, instead of in person, because you can't really see the person's whole body. Mm -hmm. And she said that too, that like, she's doing more training in this method of therapy online. And she's like, it's kind of weird. And, Uh, Like some of it allows the therapist to touch you to like, um, so obviously, yeah, it's not ideal for that. So we we haven't gotten into that a ton, but it is a really interesting idea to me of like, because I know I hold tension in my neck and shoulders and like, I know, like, especially after doing this, like coaching with my husband, like we had the Enneagram coaching, and we also did the therapy. It's like, he'll say things sometimes, and I shut down. And it's like, mentally and physically, like, I'll just look down and feel defeated. And I don't want this to sound like, you know, my marriage is bad or in trouble or anything. But there are things we're working on. And like, now I can see I, I don't know, just like I can see what that looks like physically to feel like that mentally. Mm. Wow, yeah. Oh,
1: my goodness. Oh.
0: Yeah, this is totally not where I thought this episode <laughs> was going to go, but I like super love it. <laughs> I know. I think we covered a lot of really important things here. Yeah, I kind of thought I might, um, yeah, talk about like adjusting to the baby, like, you know, stuff like that, but uh, and any updates you had, but we didn't go there. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so good to talk to you. And Me like too. I said, you sound so good.
1: Um, I feel so good.
0: It's just like a relief. You know? it's Like, oh my God, yeah. this is what it should have felt like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, I don't feel bad, but I do feel like stuck in these patterns. And I know we talked about this a bit on like the mental health episode we did, how there's like things you can do physically, nutritionally, like therapy, like there's a lot, there's a lot you can do, like getting outside. Um, And I'm doing a lot of these things and I feel pretty good. But yeah, I think what we touched on today was like a really important part of it too. Like how do you let go of these um, just like ingrained beliefs? Yeah, so. yeah. So good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's a wrap. You can find me at com and at michelletaggy underscore NTP on Instagram. You can find Marissa nowhere. <laughs> I'm still like, I'm still like confidently balanced on Instagram, but I'm just not consistent on there. So So you may or may not <laughs> see her there. I'm on or off. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good to talk to you. You too, And friend. everyone else, I'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye.